I, I just thank you so much. I, it's, it's okay. It's a Christmas concert, but we can, we can, we can applause. Let's give the worship team a, a round of applause. Uh, thank you, Rich. Thank you, rest of the team. Thank you for everybody who's, who's making tonight happen. Appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's always so much fun uh, to gather together like this. Um, uh, three out of our four kids are out of the home, and so it's really special. Um, sorry, I was really trying not to cry. Um, but it's really special when we're all together. And so thank you for, for celebrating Christmas together as a family, and we're just so thankful for all of you. Greenhouse regulars, friend of greenhouse regulars, randos off the street, we love everybody. So thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. So, um... So uh, a few years back, uh, some friends of mine and I, we were, we were going up to Sundance, and we were, anybody been up to Sundance before? A few of you. Have you ever been into the Sundance store? Um, if, if you're like me, you're wandering around here and looking at the, the $40 t-shirts and the $300 hats and the $500 boots and the $1,000 jackets, and you're thinking, who in the world can actually shop here, right? Like, I'm just sitting there just perusing through and looking at, at all this stuff. And I was like, I mean, seriously, who has enough money to buy anything here? And all of a sudden it happened. I looked up and I saw the answer. And I see none other than Lionel Richie walking, at, walking right towards me with a smile on his face and our eyes lock. Now, if you don't know who Lionel Richie is, if you're about 34 or under, uh, go and ask your parents on the way home, have them play uh, some songs for you, because that's, uh, this is what happened, okay? Kind of embarrassed by this, but as I look up and I see none other than Lionel Richie, eye, eye to eye, and he's smiling at me, and he catches me looking at him with this, like, <laughs> gawking face. And I'm sitting here thinking, this is the one and only Lionel Richie. I, I, probably, probably one of the most famous people I've ever met in my life. And in that moment, I realized he's walking towards me. We're making eye-to-eye -eye contact, and he's smiling. And so what am I going to do? What do you think I did? Turn and ran the other way? No, that's what Drew would have done. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I had to throw Drew under the bus a little bit. Um, but no... I seriously, I just lock, and as he gets closer, I just go, hi. <laughs> it's like, I was through puberty years ago, but somehow it made a comeback in my early 40s as I'm seeing him, and he just laughs and smiles and says, hi, how are we doing? I was like, fine. Like, it was so awkward. Well, the funniest part was that Drew and Allie and Nicole and, and our friend Logan, and they're all looking at me up the side kind of like, what is happening to Jason right now? Like, is this a medical emergency? Is, is, like, is he collapsing? Like, what's going on? And as soon as Lionel goes out, they're kind of like, it's just like, die. like, what just happened to you? And I said, it was him. They're like, who? I was like, Lionel Richie. They're like, who? And I was like, he's famous. And so the whole way home, we were listening to, to banger after banger of, of, of Lionel Richie's. And they were like, he sings that song? He sings... You're a loser. You didn't even recognize him. I was like, well, you don't even know his name, right? So it was, it was kind of embarrassing. But, uh, um, you know, glory is a word that we don't really think very much about. We don't use it 
in our regular vernacular, we don't describe things as being glory. Uh, it's, its meaning is lost to us. Now, I will say there is a caveat to that statement because I have heard kids these days saying, glow up, okay? Tatum is kind of like, please, dad, you almost made it through a morning or a, a Sunday without embarrassing like yourself, right? But glow up, that's kind of like, hey, they kind of a little bit of glory to them right there. You know, maybe not. Maybe I'm just reading too much into that. But anyhow, glory, even though we don't really use that very much today, it was central to the Bible. From the very beginning of creation, God's glory is hovering over his creation. All the way to the end of the Bible in Revelation, when it talks about the glory of God coming back in Christ's second return. And every page in between reflects the glory of our creator. Now that word glory in the Old Testament, the Hebrew, it literally means reputation, honor, dignity. In the New Testament, the Greek means splendor, brightness, majesty of a supreme ruler, absolute perfection of deity. Glory isn't only important in the Bible, it's absolutely crucial at one of the Bible's biggest moments. John chapter 1 verse 1 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that light, that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Jesus was there at creation. It's all from, by, and for him. Now that statement is very humbling to us, his created things, right? It's humbling to us that, that he was there, he made us from nothing, but it's very glorifying to him. And what does this creator do? He gives us light and life because he is light and he is life. And then being born or reborn into him gives us this new life, this new identity. It makes us be a part of this new family. We're adopted into his family. And that changes us from the inside out because he is now our Savior, our Lord, it rearranges our attitudes, our desires, our motives, our identity. It changes us everything from the inside out. But then here comes the best part, verse 14. It says this, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. The Word, Logos, the word in Greek in the Bible literally means the cause of life, the organizational principle of all created things. It's God's very presence. So the word, who is Jesus, became flesh, sarks. 
That means not only flesh and bones like you and I have, it also means human spirit, human nature like you and I have. The Bible talks about how Jesus poured himself out, Philippians 2. Even though he was God, he, he didn't hold on to that tightly. He, he poured himself and he was fully God and fully human at the same time. Mind-blowing, right? But my God is a big God. And I don't understand how he did everything that he did. And I'm glad because that makes him an amazing God. Amen? The creator became the created. This God-man child, and I love, I'm hearing little, little babies crying, and it was so fun tonight because on Christmas Eve, that's what we're celebrating. A little, a little human baby that was God dwelling. He, he made his home. He abided in. The word actually means to tabernacle with, and that's a throwback to the Old Testament, right? To where God's presence comes into his own creation through this baby child, Jesus. It means that he became the complete presence of God in his own creation. And that word we have seen, it literally means to look upon intently, to view attentively, to contemplate, to understand, to meet. I love that. Why did God become humanity in Jesus? Because that way we can meet this God. We have seen his glory, that word doxa, literally means reputation, honor, dignity, brilliant light, majesty of deity, perfection. We have seen the perfection of God in the person of Jesus. And then it says that this child, Jesus, was the only, one and only son of God. There was a one of a kind. There's no others like him. And then I love this description at the end. He was full of grace and truth. Grace literally means the loving merciful kindness, transformative and strengthening influence, goodwill, favor. And that truth means reality, fact, as things are. What a powerful description of who Jesus is, why we're celebrating Christmas. When we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating the glory of God making its home among us. It's God fully revealing himself, his presence, his power in our lives. Literally changes everything. Now as, pre as impressive as Lionel Richie's singing is, as delicious as the food that we're going to go home and eat tonight, as dear to us as the family and friends that we're going to celebrate, as fun as the experiences that we're going to have over Christmas break are, nothing compares to the glory of the one and only child of God, Jesus. Nothing will compare to that little baby that was born in a disgusting feed trough 2,000 years ago. That child had seen the entire, he was there at the entire creation of the entire world, but now he was born into it. Why? Because he's full of grace and truth. He's full of grace and truth. And he loves us. Only he could truly save creation from itself. This Advent, we've been talking about how true hope, peace, joy, and love come through that glory of Jesus. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. Nothing else compares to him, to his glory. We save 
the best and most important candle for last. It's at the center of it all. We get all these other things from the Christ candle, from Jesus himself. If you are looking for hope, if you are looking for peace, if you are looking for joy, if you are looking for love, Jesus is the answer. He came to reveal how much our creator loves us. He came to help us to live lives characterized by the fruit of his spirit. He came to set us free from the things that hold us captive. Love is his greatest motivator. And I love how it says that he came full of grace and truth. Beforehand, Rich was talking with the team and he was kind of reminding us to get our heads right tonight, right? Like, why are, are we here performing? Are we here doing this? No, we are here because God knows us at our best and he knows us at our worst. Truth and grace. It doesn't scare him. God knows who we are. He knows our struggles. He knows our joys. He knows the things we've done that are good, the things that we've done that are bad. He knows what's been done to us. He knows what we've done to others. None of it scares him. That's why he came. He loves you. He poured himself out so that he could understand the fullness of our existence so that he could be the sacrifice, so that he, this is beautiful, right? All of the imagery of Christmas is so beautiful, but it was really cool a couple Sundays ago, uh, someone made the observation, I think it was actually Drew when he was teaching, we look over and the way we have it set up in the studio where we gather for worship gatherings, we have the nativity scene, but then right behind it was the cross. He paid the price for you and I. And that's the invitation, right? If you know Jesus, celebrate. Celebrate. Thank him. If you don't know Jesus yet, still celebrate because it's still for you. He wants you to know him. He wants you to put your faith, your life, now and forever in him. So tonight, as we close out with a couple more songs, one of our favorite traditions is this. Is that we can receive the light, the life the hope, the truth, all those things from the Christ candle. When you receive that light, just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your gift. It's for you. He loves you. But the other part about the good news is this. It's not just for us. We get to share that love with those around us. And so we're going to, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to, whoop, there we go. Ah, there we go. All right. That was embarrassing. All right, there we go. So thank God, thank Jesus for the gift that he gives into our lives. But then the next thing that we get to do when we get something cool, what do we want? We want everybody else to experience it too, right? So you can take your candle, and you can pass it on to those around you. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you that you came into your creation 
We thank you that you loved us enough to pour yourself out. God, I pray that no matter our experience, God, we'd be able to see you for who you are. God, if we've been hurt, if we've been betrayed, if we've been um, experienced things that aren't of you, God, I pray that we would be able to, to see you for who you are. God, you love us. You want to set us free. You want us to experience that light in that life. God, we love you and we celebrate you tonight. We pray these things in your name.